Nipsey Hustle, man. Tragic, tragic death that appeared. Uh, one of the best rappers of all time. He's on his peak, man. He was, I mean, I remember listening to Nipsey <clears throat> when he came out and nobody, the world wasn't listening to Nipsey. Let's just be clear. Like, I was surprised to see, like, that just let you know on this generation how much I wasn't following, you know, impact of a lot of rappers. I wasn't, you know, because I, I love music and I really, the sports just kept me real tightened up and I was watching the Grammys not too long ago. I decided to, I always decide to turn these awards on to see who's, you know, being nominated or whatever. It's always something to see that. And I saw Nipsey being nominated for album of the year and I had no idea that the world, I had no idea the world had grasped him like that. That is, I was totally surprised, totally surprised. You know, I, just cause I listen to music, don't, I don't, I just don't be into the, um, I don't know the popular factor thing. It's so different now because of social media. Because you never know who is like, you know, and it just, it just threw me completely for a loop. You know, it was two historic nights that night. Cardi B is a woman, a rapper got nominated. I was, I was totally shocked at that and then see Nipsey nominated. I was like, whoa, like that type of rapper in today's game, so real and how he spit, you know, no mumble, real, real hard spitting. Real rap. He's from like the old school. He learned from the old school era. You know, his cousin was Snoop Dogg. So. You know, Ray J, Brandy, those are his cousins. Snoop Dogg, Ray J, Brandy, they all his cousins. It's talented, talented bloodline. But uh, okay, y'all, listen, we hit Villanova Radio. And Jesus, 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 Jesus. I will be playing Nipsey all day, all week. So y'all get to hear a little piece of this and a piece of that from Nipsey. Whether it's old, whether it's new. Y'all will get to hear it. Um, big things, bad news, good news. What you want to hear first? Well, I'm letting you know the bad news. I got a lot of good news. But Javon Quinley is transferring. I didn't. Ex- I, I I heard it in the air, man. I just didn't want to, you know, talk it up. I knew it was a possibility. I knew it was. Um, but what I didn't, what I do know for sure is that Jay Wright didn't want him to leave. Jay Wright, of course, he. People can transfer. Dylan Painter transferred. Dylan Painter was transferring, and um, you know, so you look at Quinterly. Painter wanted time this year. He wanted more time because you know, really, Painter was you know um, recruited before Dada was, and he saw what was going on, and he just didn't like it. You know, so he was out. And then Javon Quinterly. I mean, you're a five-star point guard. Jay Wright has started all the five stars since he got Jalen Brunson. Them guys started right coming in, and there was a spot for him to start. And, you know, 
Just like that. Just time Jay Wright, just like he picked Dada, he picked Gillespie. And I think if you look at that, man, it kind of hurt the team because Gillespie would have been better off the bench in his minutes. Quinn Lee would have been good learning his point guard position. I just, I really, this is what I really feel, you know, because Gillespie would have came off of impact anywhere he was at. Quinn Lee can't impact in that little time the way people want him to. And everybody knew that. A lot of people who are really no Quinley know that. Like, oh, you know? But they like, they all know that. They all know that Quinley was a um, guy that needs the ball, needs to give him that time, let him, you know, he got to feel the dribbles. He got to dribble around the court. He got to, you know, run the offense. Then Gillespie coming in, his shot was nice. From the first year, you know, he, he was scoring from the first year. So if you give him the same minutes, give him like 17 minutes a game, give Quinley 20 minutes every game. Cause if you look at it all inconsistent, he never got the same minutes. He showed what he was working in the game. And now, you know, he just felt like he, he need to go somewhere where he can get that time. And, and I, I guarantee you, wherever you see Quinley go, he's going to get time. And he's going to show why he should have got time. I just felt like it's, it's a real bad loss for Villanova for a guy like that to be gone. Now, where I think he'll go, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if uh, Arizona won't be their school because they they got Nico and, and Josh over there, and you know the Brandon Williams is over there, so that won't happen. Who knows? I mean, will he stay this way? Will he might go to someplace like Seton Hall? Will he stay East? I mean, you never. It's just it's gonna be something, man. I hope he come back. That's what I hope. But you know, now. Gillespie's going to be the starter. That is it. There's no other point guard on the team. Justin Moore, they say, oh, he, if he plays backup, man, Justin, this is a positionless league. Let me stop there right now. This is a positionless league. And Justin Moore is the type of player that can do that. He can bring the ball up floor. He can pass. If you ask Justin Moore this right now, he'll tell you, yeah, I can bring the ball floor. I can play the point position. Yes, he can do that. In this league, I don't, I don't understand. Whoever's saying that doesn't know how the era of basketball is right now. You can bring the ball up court. Listen, Jalen Brunson and Ryan DeArchie, they can over two point guards. That's to let you know the, the shift of the league, where it was going, uh, a basketball period, and, and where it was at. Not where it was going, where it was at. Archie Ekino and Brunson were both point guards, true point guards, and they both played the backcourt position and Villanova won a championship. Archie Ekino... If people are saying, oh, well, he could play shooting guard, nobody thought, uh, even back, especially back in the day, nobody would ever think of putting Archie Diakono. That's the same reason why I say Gillespie is shooting guard, because Archie Diakono can score. But if you look at that, that, that whole season, Archie was still playing point guard while Brunson was playing point guard. That could never happen in, in, in the old era, ever at all. But it happened with Villanova. You know, Archie wasn't your prototypical, he's not even like Gillespie. Gillespie's more of a scorer than, you know, Archie's more of a true point guard. So Archie came in there, played point guard. He really taught Brunson. And just let y'all know, Brunson, yes, Moore can play. And then you look at anybody on that three-guard rotation between Moore, um, Gillespie, and Antoine. Antoine could play point just as good as any. I'm talking about probably better than anybody out of those three. So it's like, if you look, all three of them can bring the ball up court. All of them can bring the ball up court and distribute. That's all you have to do to be a, play point guard in this league. If you can score, the, the coaching staff will teach you how to be a distributor or what to do. 
You know I mean, you can't, you don't have to have a point guard, natural point guard instincts. You don't have to uh, be a point guard. You just have to know how to know the playbook, know how to run the team. They're not expecting you to have point guard traits. They're just expecting to, to feed you with as long as you can score. See, that, that'll add things to it. As long as you can score and then you learn the playbook. That's it. You don't have to be a point guard. You don't have to average seven assists. You don't have to be a, a guy who thinks pass first. You don't have to be none of that. You don't have to be a guy with a certain size. You don't have to be none of that. And Justin Moore, his size and how he plays, no doubt, he can play point guard. Look at how he plays. He can play point guard. He can he can penetrate with the best of them. He's an outside shot, and he gets people involved. That's all you need. You don't need to average a certain amount of assists or be thinking a certain way with the ball in your hand. You don't have to be a, a clock management person. You just have to be the certain type of person. Give him the playbook. You know the playbook. Give him his spots to shoot. Now it's like you get put in positions based on what the team needs. If there's no other point guard, which I do expect Jay Wright to go after. I mean, that's just what I'm thinking. Because now you're looking at the spaces they have. I do expect Jay Wright to go after um, a lot of the... um, Look at the uh, guard transfer. We're going to get into that too. We're going to get into that too. There's a lot of the uh, we got popping off. So uh, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to get some, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about grad transfers out there. We're going to talk about a lot. We're going to also talk about spaces left and what this does for 2020 and 2021. And I get back, y'all. File leader, Nova Nation. Yeah, 
Hustle in the house. That's some years back. That's before the Nipsey hustle. Like that, that, that joint's crazy. Like it's always been crazy. But anyway, man, all right, we back building over radio, man. That's hustle in the house. Y'all want to know what that is by Nipsey hustle, hustle in the house. The one I played before that was double up for anybody. RP Nipsey. Now let's go Villanova. Let's go Villanova, man. I want to talk about the transfer market, you know. <laughs> That's what I call it. I mean, it's crazy right now. College basketball transfer. Like, that's hot. That's 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 what's that's hot right now. That's that's what's going on. That that's the hot, the hotness. <laughs> the hotness. You know, uh college football got transferred. I mean, it's crazy. Now, even looking at NFL, how the the, the uh the trades go. Like the trades is, is crazy. Um, so now let's talk about that. All right. Looking at the guard rotation, Justin Moore, watch his tape. If you if you look at a, if you ask his coach right now, Dematha, could he play point guard and be a backup point guard and play some Yes. So when we, we look at that and we look at uh, where it's going, that's three-guard rotation. That's where we're rocking. Now, something that could also happen, Brandon Slater plays shooting guard in high school. So there could be a point I think Slater could, could bounce back between small four and shooting guard. I think he'll get a lot. I think this impacts Slater and Dixon more. Now you look at they, some people say Robinson Earl will play center with um, – with, um, Dada, he'll take his minutes. Well, if y'all know Jay Wright, Jay Wright's not like that. That's not how it goes. If you, if you have, listen, if you have, if you have, listen, if you have, no doubt in my mind, and this is just real talk, if you have experience on Villanova, you know what happens in Villanova? Do you know what happens? You get time, you already, already got that, what I call is, uh, it's your, you have minutes to lose. It's your minutes to lose. You just, it's a bye by his, um, persona, what Villanova is, his scheme and how he plays. And, and nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Like nothing's going to be like your minutes are not going to be shook like that. Kyle Gillespie had a lot of times when he was down in minutes and he just let him play, let him play, let him play, let him play. I'm not down in minutes, my fault. Production. You know, times of the game where I felt like, whoa, you know, but still, it just, just wasn't going like that. You know, you know, you, you start, you, when you come to the scene, the upperclassman, Samuels had down games. He kept giving him time. Samuels had some down games where you felt like, well, maybe he won't get no time. And, but he's working, he's always has the upper hand on the guys that are just, that were there the year before or have experience. So there's no way he's going to sit up there and say, well, reduce minutes for Dada, I understand that. But it's not like he's not going to start. Robinson Earl could clearly get more minutes. He could. But that don't mean Dada's not going to start. This is not how Jay Wright does things. Now, yes, Robinson Earl, I feel like he will get more time than Dada. I really do. You know, it just depends on now. We haven't even seen Dada develop. If Dada gets an okay from Wright, still saying Robinson Earl will get minutes. But... Who's to say he won't be, you know, reduced this season? I'm just saying you do have Cole Swatter. 
But at the same time, I, I know one thing Jay Wright learned this year is that he needs big men. So Dixon's there too. So Robinson Earl's going to have to get time because somebody's not going to get that much time. And I think it's Dixon. But with Quinnley leaving, this is what it does. The 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 bench is gonna go through a different type of rotation. Like I started off at first was Quinnley, or or it was Quinley and Gillespie to me, Antoine Moore. Uh, but the front court was Slater, Swider, and Robinson Earl, which still could go down. But with you having a minus at the shooting guard position, all right, all this does is say Brandon Slater could come down and play some shooting guard. Well, Moore Moore is a smaller guy that can bring the ball up, then Slater can bring the ball up also. Slater has always been a guy that's an all-around shooting guard. You have guys that can bring the ball up. Switch up. Let, let Moore run around. Let Slater handle the ball. Switch up. Let Moore handle the ball. Let Slater run around. He's a smaller guard. So you look at him like, yeah, let him run the point, do his thing, and you give Slater. Moore is a killer, so he could shoot. That's a dangerous, you know, Good switch up right there. Then you look at Cole Swider can switch over at six eight. He can guard, especially if he can like you know he can really guard their three, which I think he can. And go Cole Swider can shoot and he can score. He's gonna be a tough guy. He's gonna get a lot of minutes next year off that bench. Cole Swider can go over to the small forward, back up small forward. Robinson Earl can play some four because he's a power forward. And then Eric Dixon six seven two fifty five. Get some center time. Now, I don't think that will be a lineup that'll be a lot played, but that'll be a lineup that'll be ex that, that can be explored and get some time and run. But I really do think now that Moore will benefit more than Dixon because of how crowded the back court, the front court is. I still think Slater, Swider, and Robinson Earl get that time backing up as the back front court. Now, as far as the point, I mean, the shooting guard position, I mean, it's all going to be more getting that time now. The same Gillespie, how Gillespie got that time, just like when Booth was hurt, that's when Gillespie, you really got to see the talent Gillespie had when Booth got hurt because when you fill in for somebody, they know what type of role you can play. And y'all, all y'all going to do is, um, <laughs> y'all going to really hype up Dada. Uh, Cosby Roundtree is going to be, oh, y'all don't think he can play? That boy going to get real amped up. I mean, he going to get the time. He going to come in. He's about the best post-post-strong player we have besides Eric Dixon. Like, real post-presence. They get strong in the post. And Cosby has to get more stronger, better. He has to become a better rebounder, a better defensive player. He can do all that, but he has to get better because now you got guys like Dixon and Robinson Earl coming. And you got to set the tone regardless of what time you get. You still got to show your knowledge and experience of you being a champion. So he's going to be a big part. It's not like they're going to X Dada out. Dada's going to be a big part of the team next year. He's a junior now. So, you know, Jay Wright puts a standard on guys who have got that time. They've been there. So they're, him and Gillespie are going to be very, very key parts. And now Gillespie's going to really have more time. I don't really see you knocking too much time. Gillespie's time is going to turn up because they're going to need a point guard. And he knows the offense. And so now that Quinley's gone, a guy who knew the offense for a year, you're going to have Gillespie with all the pressure on him. Because, to be real, I'm just going to tell y'all, freshmen are freshmen. It's the reason why Duke didn't win a championship. It's the reason for that. One and Duns, or, or I don't give a care how good you are, these guys have been in college, guys have been in college basketball three and four years, they know the game, have went to war. Antoine and Moore don't know more than Gillespie. So they're at a disadvantage there. 
They're not going to be able to run the offense, not going to be able to know what to do, but they're talented, super talented. That's the good thing about Gillespie. He like, he get to work around some super talented guards. And they, oh, I can pass this guy. He's going to do this. And these guys can score many well on the floor. And they're the type of guys you can get the ball to to be closest in the fourth quarter. Antoine Emmore, yes. So now we get two killers around Gillespie who are clearly going to get time. There's no doubt in my mind Justin Moore gets a lot of time next year. No doubt in my mind. They have been, Justin Moore was the second guy to commit. Eric Dixon was the first guy. Okay, they they liked Justin Moore even before everything. He was I heard his name before Eric Dixon even committed from Ashley Howard before he left. Like they really liked Justin Moore, so I think he gets that time if he comes in there in spring practice and true improves. And but regardless, he's going to be get their learning process now. It, it's it, if anything, Justin Moore should be excited because now it's like okay, they're going to depend on you to come off their bench and be that guy because they have no depth at the guard position. So if he shows he's ready, if he shows, that's another thing. If he shows he's ready, he will get the, the acquired minutes. Do I think Antoine will play some three now? No, not no more. Not no more. Slater's clearly now another guy's going to benefit Slater because they're going to need him to back up Jermaine Samuels. They're going to need another guard to come in there. And if they go for any guard and don't get a transfer, Slater's, he's played shooting guard in college. I mean, excuse me, in high school. So you're going to see that. You're going to see that evolve from him. You're going to see that evolve. You're going to see how that happens and how that evolves. Um, how that evolves is big. How that evolves is big. Uh, Slater, I really feel like he'll be, out of anybody on this team, the two dogs in, 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 in on both sides of the floor is the smaller dogs. Because I'm going to throw Jermaine Samuels in there too. It's Gillespie and Slater. They will go to war with you on the defensive end. And here we go. Because now Gillespie, I think it's more comfortable for Gillespie. It's more comfortable for Gillespie. It's way more comfortable for Gillespie. Um, because it's like you are the point guard now. You are the point guard. All right, now let's talk about the transfer portal. I really want to get to that. And I want Nova Nation to understand this. There are some guys here that could definitely see some time at point. Um, I wouldn't, um, you look at guys like Ashton Langford. I really don't think if I'm looking at guys, I'm like, you know, they're trying to look for a guy. DJ Harvey wants to transfer. Will he come? Will Isaiah Washington come? But he would have to sit one year. Uh, Kyra Lewis is a point guard, but he would have to sit one year. So I don't see guys like that coming. Makai Ashton Langford wouldn't have to sit one year. He came out of 2017 class. He, he would come in as a junior. Do I expect him to go after him? I expect him to go after a guy that's going to be a senior. Like, honestly, I really expect him to go after a guy that's going to be a senior. Uh, Jalen Fisher is on there. He won't sit one. But like I said, I mean, he's a guy that's uh, now that that's a guy to look at. That's a Jalen Fisher could be a, you know, he's a guy you can really look at. He was a um, high four star, came from TCU. He'll be a senior next year. 
And so he's, I'm just saying, this is some guys, we don't, I'm not saying that they're going after him, but these are guys on the transfer portal. Look at, um, another guy that came, you know, uh, like I said, Charlie Moore is one guy to look at. But at the same time, I don't, I don't you know what I mean? We'll see. Charlie Moore is another guy we could look at, um, any more point guards. Cause Sean Embry, no, I don't see him coming. Don't see him coming at all. Coming from Arkansas, uh, he wants to transfer. Guys like this ain't work out. They ready to go. Ray John Tucker. Immediately. Eligible immediately. This is a 6'5 point guard we talking about. Uh, he'll be a senior. Clear, clear cut guy that could definitely, he was a, a three star. Like I say, a six five point guard would not be surprised if Jay Wright went after Ray John Tucker. Another point guard we can definitely look at coming from Cal, but he would sit one year. Uh, that would be Darius McNeil. Wouldn't see him there. He'd be a sophomore. He'd be a junior. Wouldn't work out too good. Looking at, um, so many good point guards in this class. We also have to look at, you know, the fact that, like I said, when you look at a transfer, he has to come in as a, a senior. It'd be better for Jay Wright to get a senior, especially in his, the way he runs the offense. The way he runs the offense, you would have to see that. That would have to be the thing. Um, another guy, three star point guard, six five. Man, some big point guards now. In the 90s, it wasn't like this. But coming from Alabama, uh, number three in Alabama is Dazon Ingram, another guy, 6'5 point guard. Just giving y'all the point guard rundown because that's exactly what he'll go after. You know, Jay Wright definitely needs a point guard to um, run that team. But he may, maybe he won't even think like that. I'm telling y'all, the Archie Diacono Gillespie thing is big. I mean, you just have to look at those type of those type of things. Look at that. That's what you have to look at. You have to look at those type of uh, situations. And when it's time to go to war, what does Jay Wright think? Like, what does he think? You know, Jordan Ash coming out of Northwestern. He's a three-star point guard, number nine in Illinois. That's another guy. He'll be a senior. That's another guy that you could possibly look at that could land in Nova. These, well, these are what I say is uh, candidates to join Nova. In that regard, I mean, like I say, the guy would have to be like Joe Cremo. You would have to be a senior coming up because you want to keep those spots for other recruits. Um, Jared Bynum, if y'all don't know, this is just Philly news is, is transferring out of St. Joe. He'll be sitting out one year, whoever he goes to. You know, so that's one thing um, to definitely look at. I mean, it's just, it's just bad for their whole, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, this is bad for their whole St. Joe school right now. Everybody's leaving. Everybody's leaving. That's just crazy. Um, but Phil Martelli, one of the great ones, you got to, that's what you're going to take when that happens. Another guy, James Bolden out of West Virginia. He is six foot 160, number five of Kentucky out of his class. All right, 2015 class. You're looking at a guy that will be a senior. He'll be a senior. Another point guard to get he was a three-star. 
These are just candidates. Like I said, I'm trying to go down. The transfer portal is huge. So many players are coming in and, and leaving. Now, when we talk about Nova's front court, let's talk more about who's going to – I think Sadiq Bay, Jermaine Samuels, no question. They they earned it. I don't think it's even a question now. Looking at what Samuels did and what Bay did, they have to play together. They will only feed off each other. Dada is your defensive. He's the energy. They just want Dada to be more incorporated with the offense and getting – I think if you look last year – it was times where Dada was off, and this was the first time he's getting a lot of time. I really feel like next year, people are not looking at the talent of Dada and looking at the fact that Gillespie also has some falling games. I don't understand it. Like, a lot of people are sitting on Dada scoring and this and that. So if he had a three-point shot and he was hitting, because it was time Samuels looked lost, they had times he looked lost too. Like, let's just, let's, they, people beat up on Dada more than anybody, I see. And he adds an energy to that team nobody else is bringing. Like, seriously. Um, recruiting. Let's get on that. And let me tell you the space left and available here. Right now, Villanova has three spots, which gives them six spots in 2021. All right. So now you got three spots each rocking. That's just what it is. Now that opens up the class of 2020 even more. Jeremy Roach is the high priority. But don't think for one second now that Jay Wright could give a, a scholarship to Lynn Greer, Johnny Juzang. He just know that, you know, if he would have gave a spot to any of these guys, you know, before all this happened, you know, guys like Lynn Greer would commit, man. I mean, you know, I, he don't want nobody to have that decision to commit and then they don't get Roach. Roach is the number one priority. That, that's who he wants. And looking at the point guard, he will be the starting point guard as soon as he comes there. I can see it. Because the next the year Roach comes, Gillespie won't even be there. Gillespie will be a junior next year. And that's the year the 2019 class comes. The next year, yes, he will. He'll be there. The next year, he'll be a senior. And that'll be the opening door for Roach to be the point guard for the his sophomore year. Again, I mean, it's lined up. If, if Quinley would have fell into that type of situation, Quinley would have transferred. But he knows that there's more time for Gillespie, and that could mean more like taking away from his time, period. Whether he was to get time or not, which he would have got, he still wouldn't have got starters time. I mean, he fighting for a spot that could ultimately not be yours, no matter how hard you, you work. I mean, you know, that's what he was looking at. He wants to be a starter, and he wants to have a chance to be a starter immediately. And that's all that is. He wants to be a starter somewhere. He wants to have that chance. You go to a school, you commit, they tell you either you're going to start or you could start as soon as you play good. As soon as you show us you're ready, you're in there. You're getting starters minutes. Quinley wasn't, if Quinley was getting consistent starters minutes or at least 17 minutes a game every game, if he was getting that, he wouldn't have left. He was not, it was clear, it was times he was not even playing and it kind of insulted the talent that he had. So that's where we go. Now, um, looking at those spots left, I tell y'all, Jeremy Roach, uh, let, let's go to who Nova could be really going after. And in the 2020 class, I've told you, Roach is the number one guy. He's the number one prospect that they're after, period. That's just what it is. Look out for Shea Evans. Shea Evans will be going to Newman Garetti next year. He will not be playing at Delaney High School. He's a small forward. Uh, that could play 6'6", 205, 6'7", He's a small forward, a guy that can play shooting guard because of the way he plays. Watch out. Elijah Hutchins Everett, look out for him. 
I could see them going hard after Elijah Hudson Everett to commit now even more, you know. And um, you're looking at other guys. They haven't. I remember one time they looked at Brandon Boston. I don't know if they'll go after him or not. They could. Because I remember um, a couple of years ago where he was at Hoops Mania and um, where he came to visit. Um, same thing with Jalen Green. They both came to visit Villanova and, you know, there that was. Now, Johnny Juzang is a big, big target. Look Now, look at the guard position now. If they could bring in another backcourt, because if you look at it, it's Justin Moore. And they'll keep Slater probably at the wing position. If I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be a small four, but he'll be a swing man from back and forth to shooting guard until. Think about it. Gillespie will be a senior. And then you got Roach coming in. And you got more. You bring in Johnny Juzang. And he has the opportunity to start. He has the opportunity. Then you look at also who's going to be seniors. Samuels. And you look at... um. You look at um, Dada. So that gives more time and more le- to, to a sh- another small forward coming in. And at that time, you're looking at juniors. I mean, that means Slater and them will be juniors. So you bring in Juzang and Roach, and you're talking about the next level of Villanova basketball. Then you're talking, don't think, forget about Scotty Barnes. That's Jeremy Roach's boy. There's a clear-cut chance that they class could probably or, or could end up with Barnes, Juzang, Roach, or... Hutchinson, Hutchinson Everett, Juzang Roach. If they don't get Roach, look at Greer. Greer is a, he's a good shooting guard. This guy could definitely be there. And look at Shea Evans. These are two guys in Philly to look at that could possibly, they've been recruiting Greer hard. So don't be surprised. If you see Nova give something to Greer, you know, which could happen. They could give us, look, they could give an offer to Greer. You know, guys like that, if they get, the reason why they don't give it to local guys, cause they know if they give it to a local guy, they're going hard after him. If they would have gave Lundy uh, an offer. They would have went hard after him to commit. So they're not going to, especially the local products, they're going to go super hard and they know they can, you know, that's their big thing. They're right there. They're going to be focused on him and they're going to be focused on him trying to commit. So you're not going to give an offer to a guy that you're just going to, okay, we haven't gone all the way hard yet for him to commit, you know. You, you want to reel them in to commit. They're not, they were going at the other guys real hard, like Antoine. It's hard to focus on two big recruits. So they were going after Antoine or Lewis. And then they looked at, oh, we need a big man. So they go after Robinson, Earl or Stewart or and Matthew Hurt. And then they got Antoine to commit. One of the two guys committed. Lewis was looking too much the other way. They couldn't focus on Lewis. You know, it could have been Florida or Villanova and they didn't want to fight. So they looked at guys they had leverage on and guys that they felt like they wanted to go in deep for a big man like that. They didn't want to go in deep for a uh, uh, Scotty Lewis when you know you got Slater and Bay. So if he felt like his decision was going somewhere else, that's when the base, the base situation, I think, was based off that. You know, straight up. So now you're looking at Villanova and where they at. And um, I've said Tyler Beard is another point guard to look at. I really feel like you watch out for Tyler Beard. They were interested in him. He's visited. Um, watch out for him. There are other guys that could definitely see Villanova going for him. In 2021, it's a whole nother, whole nother thing. 2021, Trey Patterson is that guy. That's it. And then Terrence Clark. These are the two guys. Terrence Clark and Trey Patterson.
Like those are your two guys on 2021 that Villanova's making that clear cut run for. You know, um, shooting guard and a small forward sounds logical to me. You know, so look, watch out for that. Watch out for that. 2022, you look at Jalen Dern. He's a guy they're looking at. You know, uh, also in 2021, Chet Holmgren's a guy to look at. But the, these are the things right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they offered Terrence Clark and Trey Patterson. I wouldn't be surprised. I just not would, would not be surprised. Really would not be surprised. But in 2020, this is what y'all got to look for. It's going to get good. I mean, now you're looking at the floodgates is open. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after Jalen Green. That's Listen, coming from sources, connected with the team, they I have been told from their source that they will, they will recruit him. Now, when? I don't know. Since Esty Howard left, I don't know about Isaiah Todd and them going hard for him. I heard Jay Wright called about Shea Evans. Talked to uh, Dwayne Wise of Team Mello, who uh, has a lot to do with Shea Evans. He said Jay Wright called. So watch out for that. Johnny Juzang, I've talked to Maxie, his dad. And yes, Villanova's involved. They're heavily involved. Jabrider Abdurrahim, small forward. Number 58 player in the nation. Watch out for that recruitment. They've always been high after him. So this is going to get real fun now. It's a very talented class. There's room to to go. Delaney's going and Quinley's going. And now, yes, the, that, that point guard position is something to look at. I'm telling you, like, if they don't go after Roach, if they don't get Greer, they definitely, Tyler Beard's a guy to look at. But I think it's Roach or Greer. It's Roach. They're not going to get both. It's going to be Roach or Greer. So those are the two guys that they are recruiting. And was one or the other. Um, the second guy I tell y'all all the time is Elijah Hutchins Everett and Juzang. Those are now there's the three spots you can look at, like, whoa, I think Hutchins Everett is a the guy they're gonna get. I listen, you can say what people can say what they want. He has he can shoot from three point line, he's six ten to twenty five. I think it's him and Roach right now. It's always been him and Roach. The first two, but the third guy is gonna be could be Juzang. I think they're gonna go hard after Johnny Juzang. I can see that coming. A center, a point guard, and a small, I can see that coming. Because like I said, um, you look at Jermaine Samuels being a junior coming up. The next year, he'll be a senior. And there's no doubt in my mind, Juzang gets time. Snow, it's a clear cut. He's going to get time. And the crazy part is um, with Gillespie being a senior that year, and you're looking at the shooting guard position. That puts a shooting guard right there at the. He can play shooting guard. It's not with his type of game. You're gonna see Jay Wright use him in so many ways. I could see Juzang being a shooting guard in that system or a small forward. It, it's, it's. I could see Juzang being the small forward and Slater moving down the shooting guard. I'm just saying, man, it looks like Juzan could be the future of Nova, and this could be exciting for Villanova. If they go after Jalen Green, that's going to be something different. I mean, we're really going to see what's going to happen. It's going to get fun now in 2020, real fun. So if when I come back, we'll wrap up a lot on Villanova basketball at this point. Um, Villanova Radio, I'll talk about basketball and football. I'll be, I'll be separating the two now. Like, I'll be having a different podcast tomorrow about football because it's a lot now. It's a lot. So... 
When we come back, we're going to talk more about Nova, you know, and we'll talk about what they bring to the table. All right, when we come back here in Villanova Radio, file the leader. Hustle, that's right hand the guy. Go check out that victory lap, Grammy nominated album. We back, and I want to talk about you know, I, I, I broke down a lot of things, I broke down a lot of point guards that could that could go to Nova through transfer. Um, just to give y'all a clear cut, you know, transfer portal is a key now. Don't don't think that's not something that could happen, um, or, or, or something that could not be good for Nova. Now, one guy I want to tell y'all about is, you listen, Quinley's gone. Lamar Kimball out of St. Joe, three-star point guard, that he could want to stay home. He could be a, a very big option for Nova. Clearly, he'll be a senior next year. Um, I could see him being in Villanova. That's a guy people need to really look at in that regard, uh, Lamar Kimball. Look at this guy being and, and think real. Like that's probably right now. If I had to think and then heard no news, that would be the number one candidate. He's a point guard. I could really see him fitting in the Nova. He can score fifteen point six points a game. That's a big, big guy. And all y'all who stayed throughout this great process of Villanova Radio heard the biggest name. I feel like could float to Villanova is Lamar Kimball. Lamar Kimball, put him in. Lamar Kimball, y'all. Lamar Kimball. 
He's at he's already in Philly. Why would he want to if that if that situation presents itself? I could see him come in, back up Gillespie, um, you know, as as a senior and be a point guard of experience, coming there, back up Gillespie, and really give it something. And the crazy part is, with that, that could be a very dangerous four guard here. I really feel like Lamar Kimball could end up in Villanova. I mean, listen. And the reason is because they need a point guard with experience and a guy that can shoot the ball. You want to talk more about Lamar Kimball? Let's talk more about Lamar Kimball going out here. Let's get more on Lamar Kimball. Lamar Kimball is a high recruit. And listen, the man left. The man I'm talking about is Martelli. He left and a lot of people. Uh, Jameer Nelson Jr. left. Um, and he committed very early. I mean, that's a lot of stand. That was a lot of power you had with Martelli. People really must respect Martelli, man. I mean, I just felt like to me that was just a bad move. I mean, you have to at least honorably. You need to get some player there honorably. Let, let Martelli bow out, man. I mean, y'all crazy to think Martelli don't know what he's doing and what he's did with that program over there at St. Joe. It's crazy. But, you know, even though. He had some bad shooting numbers. You know, Lamar Kimball, 39% from the field, 29% from three-point line. But being at Villanova, he had to shoot the ball so – I mean, St. Joe had to shoot the ball so much. Um, Looking at what he did, 14 shots his uh, sophomore year. 14 – he averaged almost 15 shots a game, 11 shots a game his uh junior year. And, um, I mean, excuse me. Because he had to come back one year. He's, he's, he will be a, a senior this year. You know, fifth-year senior. That's another thing. More experience. His first year is a little different. But, you know, the the big year, which is 27-2018, which he didn't get to play much at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He only played one game. And now he has a fourth year of eligibility. But his first year, he didn't get much time at all. But 14 shots a game. And then last year, he had 12.7 shots a game he averaged. So you're giving him a lot of responsibility instead of letting him be that player. But if you look at what he did, you know, as a player, you know, 77% from the free throw line, you put him in Villanova system where you don't have much pressure to be that guy. Now you're looking at him get better as a shooter and still with all those shots, 39% from the field and, 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 and 30, 29% from three point line, he still averaged 15.6 points a game. He can get to the line. He has 3.6 rebound, 2.8 assists, 1.0 steals. He he can be a very good player, keeping them in keeping them in the Philadelphia area. I could really see a guy like that, you know, um, being with Villanova. If he decides to pursue what he's gonna do, that that that's the number one. Him and Jalen Fisher are my two candidates. Like they are my two candidates. You look at all these guys that play, and I think those two players, if anybody, are the two candidates I see if Jay Wright decides to do that. Because it ain't like he can get uh, nobody out the recruiting class next year unless he tries to recruit somebody else, which why would he get a freshman? You know, it just wouldn't make no sense. To me, it just wouldn't make no sense. So I think Jalen Fisher and Lamar Kimball are my two. Jalen Fisher, he shot 41% from the field. And 44% from three-point line. Um, he averaged 12 points a game last year for TCU. And one steal, 2.7 assists. He was a big-time recruit. 
So I'm not and shoot 90% from the free throw line, JJ Reddick style. I mean, he those two guys are perfect for Jay Rice system. McKimber would just get better. He's a scorer, he's a killer, he would get better. Fisher would be a good point guard. So I really see a lot going down. And then you look at also, which is important by Jalen Fisher, he averaged 0.7, 0.7 turnovers a game. He doesn't get turnovers. So that's big. So we'll see how that goes. He's 6'2, 195. Um that's his that's his height and weight. Lamar Kimball, my guy, the big time. I mean, I, I always liked him since he was uh since he was traded there. He's six foot. All right. He's six foot. He's six foot one eighty-three. Straight out of Philly. Straight out of Philly. Went to New McGretti High School. So I'm just saying, and Newman Garetti, who went there, da-da. So I could really see that probably going down um, with that. So listen, y'all, I'm about to get up out of here, man. Villanova Radio, love Nova Nation, man. Love, uh, just love y'all to death, man. I had to get y'all the news come through. Star lineup next year is going to be Gillespie, Antoine, Samuels, Bay, and da-da. For those who say, Robinson, Earl, I get you. You know, I get you. I think he's a good player, but I just think he would have to show a lot. There was not really a player. You're looking at Jermaine Samuels come in, and he was injured last year. And so I think Bay clearly had the upper hand to battle Jermaine Samuels simply because Jermaine Samuels didn't play last year. So Wright wasn't going to justify him getting time. It's not going to, you know, Wright loves experience. So right now, really, both of them was like coming in as freshmen. So Bay got that. But Right knew Samuels was a, he's a freshman last year. He's been working hard and he put him in there. You're going to have to play him. You need some type of uh, player or depth to, to come in there and play. And Samuels, the more he played, the more better he got on both sides of the ball. Now you got both of them. So that's really big there for, um, for Jay Wright. Yep. And, and what he adds to this team is, I think his best coaching job. Yes. His best coaching job, to me, no question, was um, no question was last year. Just, just a good job. We're gonna see better. I think they're gonna be a hard. T- they could be the number one team. They just got too many weapons around Jay Wright. He's gonna use all those guys. He recruited the guys he wanted to perfection. So, um, I'm gonna say this: Villanova's gonna be a problem next year. They're gonna be a problem. So. Listen, y'all, we out, and we're going to ride out the Nipsey Hustle victory lap because I'm going to take his death as a loss, man. We lost a person here in the flesh, in the present, his physical body, but his status and what he did as a man, forget as a rapper, as a man, lives on. We get, we earned the angel watching over everybody, and he's going to influence other people to do good. Don't take this and think of hate, California. Don't take this. Take it with that man coming from your struggle did and what he wanted to do. If you really love Nipsey Hussle, that's what you do. I'm out of here, y'all. Villanova Radio, man. R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. Let it blow close. Let it shoot close. Post 58 drops. Let it bullets blow close. Every few shows, let you buy some new clothes. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, Jewelers like yo. Bust a holler at me, I got Cubans on the low. Smoking can't cool, smoking Cubans on the road. Got that to learn just to smoke. Look, listen.
Listen in the music at the Brian Rose. True devotion on the blues, no shit. My cultural influence even revolution. I'm in a great environment, but y'all niggas blue. They tell me how she got my dad's mind confused. It's like that word on rap, you motherfucking shoes. I'm a hundred legend, South Central in the sun section, can't express how I curve the practice, justice, evidence of a divine presence, yes, and we got at times I seem reckless, you got an L, we got an E for effort, stretch me, drop them off in the Mojave Desert, they left me, ain't no answer to these trick questions, money making nip, straighten out my jewelry on my face, dress well, pick up in jail clothes, catch a champagne bottle from Rico's to the T-Show, Thank you. 